Welcome to another edition of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. So, on my last episode, I, you know, since I, I missed a episode on Monday because, unfortunately, I was under the weather, um, I stated that I was going to do a two-part episode. And I decided, you know what, let's just uh, hit both games in one podcast. Um, I'm going to break down both games today. I'm going to talk about, obviously, the Detroit game that happened on Sunday, uh, the unfortunate uh, 5-4 shootout loss. Um, And then I will discuss last night's game, the 2-1 loss in Toronto to the Maple Leafs. So, yeah, it was, um, it's been a tough stretch for the team, uh, after picking up that big win in Boston against the Bruins, but, um, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, and, uh, you know, they just have to learn to bounce back from it. You know, they have a couple of guys missing, of course, uh, with Victor had been out the last couple of games, as well as, of course, uh, Steven Stamkos being out for the rest of the season and Jan Ruto being out for some time now. So, um, they're definitely, you know, dealing with the injury bug, but you know, they just have to go out there on the ice with that next man up attitude and yeah, they just have to capitalize on the opportunities that they are given, uh, most, most notably on the power play, which, um, this team has not really been doing a good job of. They got away with it during the winning streak and yeah, they just, they just, that's something that they need to carry forward. Obviously they need to also play more physical hockey, which they have been doing a better job of, um, and they have to do the little things as well as take care of, you know, take care of the puck, which they did for the most part in the Detroit game. Uh, not so much in this Toronto game. I'll get into that more as when, when I start to talk about the Toronto game. Uh, but yeah, uh, the other thing that, you know, uh, Lightning fans need to keep in mind as well when watching these games is that, you know, they some some of the guys that have been contributing all year need to kind of take it up an, an extra gear. And I'm talking about, you know, Braden Point, Alex Kalorn, um, you know, uh, Anthony Sorelli, guys like that who have been doing absolutely fantastic jobs. And, you know, they've already done so much up to this point in the season. But, you know, unfortunately, with uh, some players missing some time, they need to kind of take it up a, an extra gear to help this team kind of finish on a high note as the season comes to an end. And the thing I've noticed, unfortunately, with, you know, these these past couple of games is that it seems like, you know, once the Lightning win a game, they come back a night or two later and they, you know, obviously lose. And it's just, I guess the best the best way to look at it um, is kind of, you know, a fighter who's going out each round and he's, you know, he's he's landing punches. He's doing a good job. He's winning in the points. And then the next round he comes out and he gets knocked down and, you know, it seems like they're going back and forth between each round. And it's like the lightning go up and run round. They go out, they, they, uh, win a game. They do a very good job. They do everything right. And then next game they get knocked out. So, um, you know, it's just, I guess the best way you can say is they have to not try to do too much, just play within their game. And yeah, just, uh, just play smart hockey. That's all you could do and just be consistent. And yeah, you just got to stay positive as a fan looking at these games. Cause yeah, the, the Detroit game, I thought they played very well in this, in this game. Um, and you know, there was some good, 
good things to take from this. You know, unfortunately, Victor Hedman was out, but on the positive side, you have Ryan McDonough finally returning after dealing with that lower body injury. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right into it. So in the first uh, period, at, uh, 10 11 into the first, Robbie Fabry has a breakaway goal. And um, yeah, he comes comes in behind the defense on a line change. And, you know, there was really not anything uh, Andre Vasilevsky could do on this. You know, he, he made a pretty good move on the shot. So right then and there, Detroit's up one nothing. Uh, and then a little, little thing I like to point out, because I like to kind of give a shout out to plays like this, because, you know, with the NHL trying to strive, try to get away with um, the whole rough side of the game and whatnot, um, I see it sometimes, uh, plays like this aren't exactly, uh, you know, given a lot of, uh, you know, maybe TV time or promotion. So if you want to go back just because I, I love this style of play and it's, uh, Luke Shen's hit on Luke, uh, Glendening on the rush inside the two minute mark in the first, he absolutely annihilates Glendening, um, trying to skate in into the zone on the, on the, on the rush and, Shen just sends him into the boards and you know that's the kind of physical hockey that I've been talking about and I've been looking looking for uh for the past couple of weeks out of this team and I would like to see more time um from Luke Shen you know on the ice uh I think he's he provides a very physical physical uh game out there when he's on the ice and you know there's some nights he doesn't play every night um that's just the way it happens with uh, the roster moves but I think down this stretch I would like to see him play more just because, you know, Barkley Goodrow and Zach Bogosian can't, and Patrick Maroon can't all do it by themselves. So another thing I've been kind of speaking about that the Lightning need to do more of just because, you know, especially with the amount of players that are out due to injury, they, they need to capitalize on certain opportunities, and that's definitely on the power play. Um, you know, it doesn't help sometimes where – you know, the Lightning only get three, two or three penalty, uh, power plays a game. You know, they're not really a team who throws a lot of penalties. So, you know, you just got to take what you get. Uh, they did they did score a power play goal in this one, so that was a good positive. Um, and they've been doing, for the most part, uh, a good job on the penalty kill as well. But uh, Detroit def- uh, also scored a power play goal in this. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, one of three uh, for both teams. So I'll take those. I'll take those stats. Those are fine. Wasn't so much the case though uh, in the Toronto game, and I'll speak about that in a little bit. So in the third uh, period, with fifteen thirty six left, you know the Lightning are down four two after the Tyler Bertuzzi goal, and they turned it up a notch, and that was good to see. They had fifteen shots on goal in the third period, so there was you could tell there was a uh, visible sense of urgency out of this team. And they tied it up after goals from Braden Point and Patrick Maroon to send into overtime. And Braden Point played very well in this game. He had two goals, uh, put up his season total to 25. So it's good to see him uh, continue to contribute to this team as they're missing um, key players. And, yeah, just I want to keep an eye on him as well. Uh, him and Anthony Sorelli have been absolutely incredible for this team this year. Um, those are the two guys on the team that could take the puck from end to end and, you know, create chances out of it. So uh, I'd like to see that more going forward. So, yeah, nothing really happens in overtime. And then they go to the shootout. And, yeah, uh, Robbie Fabry 
scores uh, the game-winning goal in the shootout on a nice move. Um, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Uh, shootouts are the kind of thing where, you know, it's both teams are evenly matched in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of more of a luck kind of thing. You know, goalie gets a couple of good saves and, you know, has has a couple of guys on his own team score, and that's just the way it is. And, fortunately, a tough loss to not a very good team um, on the road after having a big win in Boston. So, unfortunately, that was kind of a kick in the gut after a big, tough, tough win. But it was also a, a quick turnaround for this team. So, of course, they were understandably probably, you know, tired after this one, after um, getting in late that day and then having to play a game a couple hours later. So, that's it. It is what it is. But the one positive that you can take from this game that the Lightning's Lightning did very well and that, you know, they need to carry forward to them and that they needed to carry forward with them into the Toronto game was uh, they created a lot of chances on on the penalty kill. Uh, you in the in the previous game, I believe they had two shorthanded goals. That's uh, one thing that they've been doing a very good job of, even if they're not scoring. They're creating a lot of chances by pressuring the puck handlers and forcing turnovers and um, yeah, just creating chances on the rush on the penalty kill. Uh, with guys like Anthony Sorelli and Blake Coleman uh, doing absolutely fantastic job, and if you could get a couple of goals, maybe here and there on the sh- on on the penalty kill, get a couple of shorthanded, then you know what? That's fine. Like I said, with uh, certain players missing time due to injury, you know you got to find any way you can to score goals um, and win games. So keep an eye on that definitely going forward. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great adverts advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Lightning is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Lightning fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives you, your local company, the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Lightning fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. So moving on to the Toronto Maple Leaf game uh, last night, just a frustrating game. Um, you, were, you know, if you were watching the game live, you were just pulling your hair out. It was just one of those. It was just a frustrating thing to see, just because you know, even though the results weren't coming out in the favor of the Lightning recently with the way they've been playing, I thought they've been playing pretty decent hockey considering uh, what they came from after they were on that four-game losing skid. So, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it is very frustrating when your team goes out there, play good hockey, and they still can't win the game. It's just, you know, you're kind of left wondering, you know, what else does this team have to do? And, you know, it, you can't really keep making the mistake that, you know, oh, Steven Stamkos is out. And, you know, now Victor Hedman's day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. You know, you can't really make that mistake because this team has the supporting cast with Anthony Sorelli, Alex Klorn, Braden Point. Um, just name a few, just, you know, you have the players that you could win games and they've proven they could win games with these guys, you know, uh, just pulling out recently is Boston game on Saturday. I, you know, if, if you could win 
a game such as that in Boston against the best team in the league with these guys, you know, while you're missing, you know, certain key players, then there's no excuse why you can't go into, you know, Detroit and beat a team as the Red Wings who are not good this year. They're one of the bottom low level teams this year. You know, they're in a rebuild. So, and then even go up against, you know, Toronto who, yeah, they, they are a good team, but you know, they're not, they're not like one of the elite teams and they're very much behind the lightning right now in the division. So why, why can't they go out and beat these guys? So it's very frustrating. Um, for most most of the first period in this game, the Maple Leafs looked like te- uh, levels above the better team. Um, it looked like you know that the Lightning didn't even belong in this on the same ice as the light uh, the Maple Leafs, and it was just frustrating. Um, you know, the one thing that's been really been bothering me is that the Lightning have been constantly taking the first penalty, and especially when you have all these injuries and um, you're missing players and you're not really you know, playing, you haven't really been winning games and playing the way you want, expected them to play. It's frustrating. And you're already putting yourself in a bad position when you, when you go out there and you take the first penalty, because then you're, it's just an uphill climb just from there. So, and like any, uh, you know, the last couple of games where these two teams played, uh, they, it was a fast paced game and Toronto set the pace pretty quickly and dominated puck possession right away. Um, you know, Tampa Bay couldn't even get enough time with the puck to take a shot. It, they got their first shot on goal, eleven forty-eight into the first period, and that was on a power play with thirty-six seconds left. And it's just, it was frustrating because it was they like like I said, uh, Toronto looked like they were levels above the better team in this game for the first period, and it's just frustrating to see because you know when you're when the Lightning are taking bad penalties and then you go when you're having missing players missing and, you know, you, you don't even get any shots on. You're just you're just putting yourself in a hole that you're not going to be able. It's going to be very hard to get out of. So it's just it's just frustrating to see. And, you know, they weren't doing the right things right away. And it's it's very crucial, especially in this stage of the season where, you know, you want to finish uh, with a good record. Um not, well, obviously they're going to finish with a good record, but you know you want to finish on a good note, and and getting off to a good start in in these games is very crucial, um, and that's something they need to get better at, um, and that's something that because in the playoffs, you know, getting off to a good start could make or break a series. Um, you know, if you get off to a bad start in game one, that could set the tone for the rest of the series, and then you're out, and then you know. Lightning could be back to where they were last year, you know, their first round exit and, you know, just the disappointing season all around. So let's get right into it. So 1242 into the first period, uh, William Nylander just uh, jams one home on the power play off a rebound um, traffic in front, you know, just the way the sequence was going at this point in the game, you kind of figured that Toronto was going to Toronto was going to net one before the period was over. Um, just like I said, just an absolute, not not poor effort from the team uh, in the first period. Uh, T- Toronto outshot Tampa seventeen to six. And the real story on the Lightning side was that Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, kept them in this game. He had thirty four saves total. Um, yeah, and it was just the offensive output was just not good. It wasn't there. And Vasilevsky, this could have been a three nothing game. 
Um, just the way Toronto was coming out and being very aggressive and creating a lot of shots and opportunities for themselves. And yeah, uh, Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay just looked at a sink, sloppy puck management, and they just need to do a better job. And they did that in the second period. I think uh, Coach Cooper did a very good job of speaking to the team between intermissions and, you know, just, just laying down the law. I'm sure he didn't look very happy when they came out of the commercial break going into the second period. So I'm sure he had a couple of words to say to his team in the locker room then. So, and they turned it around. Um, you know, right out of the gate, Tampa started to utilize their speed and they created a couple of breakaway chances as well as better puck movement. So it was good to see that a uh, couple of chances that you saw uh, in the same sequence was from Tyler Johnson and Carter Behage. So it was good to see that they kind of turned it around and they, they didn't can continue doing the same thing in the first period because, you know, it was just frustrating to see them play this way. And, you know, you, they're better than this. You know, they're a better team. That's why it's so frustrating. And it seems like when they get out to slow starts or they're not playing as well as they should be, they kind of fall on the um, – they just fall on using their speed and taking the puck from end to end, which is not a bad thing. I think they should do more of that, uh, be more aggressive, and that what's really opens up the ice for them and gives them a lot of chances. So then uh, at 15-22 into the second period, uh, Andre Vallot chips home a rebound. And, you know, it's it's – like I've, I've, men I've mentioned on many shows in the past that, you know, Alf Klorn is the player, you know, it seems like every time there's a scoring play or, you know, something positive happens on the ice. It's usually Alf Klorn who is somehow involved in it. And I've kind of been doing uh, Braden Point a little bit injustice by not mentioning him enough as well because he's another player who does just as many good things, if not more, on this team in creating uh, scoring chances uh just like Alex Klorn does, and also Anthony Sorelli, who is absolutely incredible in that regard. And yeah, so just Braden Point takes it from the neutral zone in, into the offensive zone on attack, and just you know, uh, you know, just unfortunately gets taken down by two defenders on the play. I thought it was a penalty at first glance. Uh, there was no call on the play, of course, but you know, what are you going to do? But Andre Plot's there to chip it home on the rebound and tie the game at one. So moving on to the third period, uh, you know. Seems like the Lightning have finally turned things around and could maybe uh, steal one uh, at the end of the game. But unfortunately, Austin Matthews puts it home on a one-timer on the power play. Uh, he's all alone in the circle. Uh, I, I stayed on the last episode that, you know, despite all their faults and, you know, some of the mistakes that they've been making, the Lightning have been doing a very good job, not only on the power play, I mean, on the PK, excuse me, but also, you know, kind of... Um, you know, just kind of keeping a, uh, a muzzle on some of the top players on the opposing teams that they faced. Uh, they did a very good job for the most part against David Pasternak in the last couple of games. Um, they did a very good job a couple of weeks ago on uh, Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche as well. Uh, so, you know, that those are just two players in a few. Obviously, there's other players that they've faced in past games, even when they played the Maple Leafs a couple of weeks ago. I thought they did a very good job in, for the most part, of limiting the chances of Austin Matthews. And unfortunately, I guess that, you know, they were out of, they were out of uh, position on this one and he was left all alone in the circle for the easy uh, one-timer. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Sooner or later, a great player like Matthews, who's from a verge of scoring 50 goals, it, it, he's bound to get free and get a chance to, you know, put one in the net. So at that point in the game, uh, Toronto's up 2-1. The score stays that way. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the Lightning 
once again, you know, they lose another one, second straight. And the story of this one, like I stated at the top of, you know, this recap is that the Lightning didn't, you know, they dug themselves a hole early in the game. And they, they, they've been doing that in some of their losses. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, they dug themselves a hole that they couldn't get out of. Uh, you know, even though they won 2-1, uh, I think they could have done a better job in this. And, you know, if they maybe play a little better, got off to a better start. Um, I stayed on my last show and I've stayed on my past shows as well as that. One of the things that the other thing that the Lightning have been doing well is getting the first goal, getting on the board early, kind of setting the tone for the game. But in this one, they couldn't do it, unfortunately. Um, Toronto's defense was just too good. Their puck management was just too good. And they were able to stifle a lot of the chances that the Lightning um, had on uh, offense. So, unfortunately, that's the way that it happens. But let's hopefully they can bounce back on Thursday against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, if you've been, you know, following the league uh, all year, especially lately, you know, this Flyers team is no joke. Uh, they just had, I believe, a nine-game w- winning streak snapped the other night. Um, I'll get into a preview with them uh, t- on tomorrow's episode. Uh, but, yeah, let's just um, let's just take a look at the standings right now. You know, what what does this loss to Toronto mean um, to, the, to the Tampa Bay Lightning? So, Boston's up. 100 points uh, with 100 points in. They're not up 100 points. That would be absolutely incredible if they were. But Boston's up with 100 points in the first uh, first spot in the Atlantic Division. And Tampa's right behind them, eight points back with 92. And then Toronto's sitting right there in third with uh, 81. Um, I don't, I'm not worried that Toronto's going to uh, catch Tampa. But, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, the Lightning could slack off still. You know, they still need to play consistent hockey going forward at the end of the season into the playoffs. Um, and, yeah, they just they just need to play better. Um, and I, I need to emphasize the fact that they need to do better on the power play. If you look at their power play chances in this, they were 0 for 4. Um, that's not good. You know, they should be, at least be putting in one goal with four chances. But... On the, on the flip side of that, they uh, went two for five on the PK. Um, that issue is like, yeah, they've, they've been doing well on the PK uh, going into this game. They were 12th in the NHL with uh, 82% on the penalty kill. That's that's not too bad. The thing is, is that they need to stop drawing these penalties. Uh, early, in the, early in the first period, uh, the big story was, I think, I believe they drew two penalties. And the problem was, was that they were just, they were hooking calls and it was just that they were losing a step on, on the puck handlers and just, you know, it was dumb penalties and they need to cut down on that just because like I said, you're digging yourself a hole, uh, especially when you're already, you're already, you know, missing players and you're not, your, your team is not fully healthy. So they need to do a better job with that, especially going to the playoffs. You can't be taking penalties, especially very early in games. So hopefully coach Cooper could, you know, kind of tell the team to, you know, quiet down on the penalties. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, so like I said, their next game will be Thursday against Philly. Um, you know, hope that'll be a good test. Philly's a big, uh, gritty, gritty team, um, looking to make it into the playoffs. Um, and we'll see how, uh, Tampa could bounce back from this. Uh, I fully expect them to play an intense game, you know, set the pace very early. Hopefully they could get an early goal, cut down on, the, the the really unnecessary penalties and uh, maybe net a couple on the on the power play. So we'll see how they play. So that's been it for the show today. Uh, 
after you're done with this, take a look at Locked On NHL, the, the national channel for Locked On, uh, for the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, it's a really great show, especially if you want to kind of get a sense of what's going on around the league. Um, on today's episode, they're going to talk about the the playoff race in the Eastern Conference. They're going to talk about you know that last that last uh, those both wild card spots that are kind of still up for grabs. Uh, you could join Joe DiBiase and Mike DeStefano. And they'll talk about, you know, which teams they think are going to make it in um, right before the playoffs start. So uh, check that out. It's a really great show. Um, and I'll be back tomorrow to preview the, the Flyers game. So, yeah, uh, that's it for today, everyone. Uh, have a good one. Rest of your day. Enjoy your day. Uh, if you're worried about the coronavirus, you know, just wash your hands. Um, take your vitamins. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and uh sit if you want to stay home you don't want to go out and risk getting it stay home watch some hockey uh there's a ton of good games on tonight so keep an eye out for that i'll be back tomorrow all right have a good one everybody let's go lightning